our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Simran. How are we this morning? (laughs) I think a personal challenge that I'm going to create for myself is to not talk about the weather on this podcast for at least a month. Do you think I can do that? No, but that's okay. <laughs> How's the weather been in Toronto? I've been really good. It's really sunny and I'm really happy. Look, I know that for like the everyday person talking about the weather is like, oh my God, they've got nothing else to talk about. Small talk. Why do they hate me? But the thing is, Sonia was born a meteorologist in another life. <laughs> like for her, the weather is so important. It dictates, like some people have horoscopes. Sonia has the weather. It dictates her mood. It dictates her life. The weather for someone that lives in a cold country means they can go out yeah. and be happy. Yeah. Like, of course it's going to matter to you. <laughs> I think that's so funny. I'm such a voice noter, which makes sense because I'm also a podcaster, but I send people like five-minute voice notes and the first like a minute or two minutes will always be about the weather and what like trees are doing and what the flowers are looking like. I'm a loser. What can I say? She's not like other girls. (laughs) No, I, okay. I don't think you're a loser. I think you just are a visual person and you feel your environment. And if your environment feels good, you feel good. And some may call that seasonal depression, but that's okay. We love to hear the updates. But how are you non-weather-wise? I'm fantastic. I have started really falling in love with like oversized shirts. So I'm in this shirt right now. If it goes down to my knees, I want to wear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I love the like baggy, like slightly you know, is it hers? Has she found it off a rack that like was deep somewhere in her house that she will then turn and cut up and like use it to cloths? Like I'm just loving the look. It backfired me on a few times though because I went to David Jones the other day and I went to the concierge service because I needed to get something wrapped. And the lady in line in front of me like looked at me, like turned around, looked at me and like looked my outfit up and down. And I was like, what do you want me to say? Like, that's just poor behavior. When things like that happen in places that I already feel like I don't belong, I feel like I have to justify myself and be like, I can afford to be here. But, bro, like Mark Zuckerberg wears the same H&M top like every single day. Is it H&M? I don't know. Plain white top. I feel like. Tailored to his body. <laughs> so it looks pretty good. But, uh, ew. No. 
Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no I want no, 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 no. Do no, you think Mark no, Zuckerberg no, looks not. good? No, I do But do you know not. who looks good? Do you know who looks good? What's his name? Jeff Bezos is so ripped these days. Have you seen him recently? That's disgusting. You know, you have to Google no. Jeff Bezos ripped. Do you think Elon Musk is hot also? No. Okay. I'm going to Google it. Please, anyone listening at home. He looks like Vin Diesel. Right? But ew, but no, no. I, okay, no. We're moving on. What are we talking about today? I just want to make a huge disclaimer that we do not find the three men that we have unfortunately mentioned hot. Thank you. We're just going to lose all of our credibility if people think that. That is actually very true. It's like, why would I trust someone to talk about investments when they have no eyes? Yeah, no. Sorry. We can only apologize. <laughs> Let's get into this week's episode. Dear Sim and Sonia, I have a bit of a money slash new job slash contract slash pay rise issue, which you may find interesting or might like to talk about on your podcast. And if you have any advice on what I should do, I am all ears. So I started a new job a month ago and prior to receiving the contract, I took a phone call from the head of HR who verbally offered me a pay rise at $43.50 per hour, which is fantastic by the way. When I received the contract, the hourly rate was still that. I signed it, happy with the increase. I started working and I got my first paycheck. I was disappointed to see that rather than $43.50 per hour, I was given $41.80. Okay, so let's just email HR, right? So I spoke with the new HR lady as the person I had spoken to earlier had left. She's quite a rough personality. She's assertive. She's demeaning and goes over what happened pretty much telling me that it's my fault for not being smarter. Right. So before I go into this, let me just explain in New Zealand and in many other parts of the world, you have two types of employee agreements. There's the individual employee agreement. So that's between like you, the individual and the company you work for. So let's say you're working for a hospital. You can either have an individual employee agreement or you can have a collective agreement, which is between the union and the employer and you're part of the union. And so rather than negotiating your own pay rise like you would on an individual employee agreement, the union will ask for a pay rise on your behalf, but the union often docks your pay by often a few dollars. It's not a lot. So just a little bit of context is the individual employee agreement and then the collective agreement. What happened was on that contract right at the top, it gave me the option to either go with the individual employee agreement or the collective employee agreement, which for me is the NZNO union. So this is the nurses union. Of course, I chose to stay with my nursing union. So she didn't go for the individual employee agreement. She went for the collective one. I believe I was just choosing to be unionized or not. I did not know that it was anything to do with my pay rate because I chose the collective agreement. My pay rate would then be what the collective agreement has for me and all nurses and not the rate that I was told. I was not once informed what this pay rate was. I wasn't sent the collective agreement at all. And HR said that someone should have sent it to me and made it clear. But nothing was sent and nothing was said to me. Since the previous HR lady has left the company, there's essentially no one to pin this mishap on. I find this all very dodgy and sketchy. I've spoken with a few friends and they have had similar pay scale issues with not being fully informed. I know it's not a lot, but for me, this is around $160 each month that I am missing out on without this extra pay. With the increased cost of living, 
I definitely budget for this and I've taken a bit of a hit. So I'm not sure what to do because I signed the contract and I chose the collective agreement, the union agreement. So legally, I don't think I have a leg to stand on. The uh, nursing union is currently negotiating pay increases. So hopefully I will be able to secure that pay rise anyway. And also I am incredibly busy. I have a lot going on in my home life and I'm not sure I have the energy to fight this figuratively. I just don't want this to happen to anyone else. And in my line of work, informed consent is a major thing and a legal part of our scope of practice. So what else should I do? Many thanks for listening in. I'm a long-time listener here in New Zealand, and I appreciate all that you have done for girls that invest. Oh, thank you. This is very sweet, but also back to the main point. For those that were confused by this, because this was a lot, and I just feel like I can hear Sonia like typing a few notes down as I'm speaking. Long story short, this person signed for a job as a nurse. They were offered $43.50 for the job, but if they took the union contract, they got paid the union wage because you can't negotiate a contract if you're part of a union. And that was $41.80. She was not informed of that, but she signed the contract and now she is upset that no one even mentioned that to her, which is understandable. I'd be upset too. This is very long, so I just want to ask you straight off the bat, Sonia, what would you do in this situation? I want to talk about a few things. First of all, good that you read through your full contract (laughs) and signed the contract based on the pay that you agreed upon, and it's good that it matched what HR said. Unfortunately, the pay did not match what you were actually getting. I think a lot of people think that it's common knowledge like if you're part of a union they do take a membership fee and fees have gone up in New Zealand April this year and they're they might be a little bit hefty for some people because it does take away from your pay it depends on how many hours you work and it obviously depends on your line of work as well so I just want to say you're completely valid in how you feel and how that wasn't explained to you I'm kind of glad that you've got a little bit of a heads up with the because they didn't mention the union and like the standard union rate 160 a month is a lot of money and it's an extreme privilege to be like that's not a lot of money like why are you upset no you have the full right to be upset that's a lot of money especially if you did budget for it I do think it's ironic that HR made her feel terribly about it and kind of talked to her as if she should know what's happening. It's kind of ironic because HR are like the people that you're supposed to go to if you are having problems. They're supposed to be your safe space to a certain extent, especially if you're having problems with your team, your manager, all of that. And it's just just sad. So I'm sorry that she was made to feel that way. There have been like analogies online, like, you know, those corporate memes and corporate jokes and TikToks that people make because, you know, we're just trying to make light out of a dark time that we're living in. (laughs) People talk about HR as if they're like English teachers, like you either love them or you like hate them, which again is ironic because you're supposed to trust them. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. 
Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible, with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Off the bat, before we go deeper into thoughts, I understand where she's coming from. I think from my experience, I would always know that if I'm part of a union, there would be a membership fee and that would be taken from my wages. So it wouldn't have been a surprise to me, but that's based on experience and that's based on what I know. People who go into the workforce first time who don't know too much about that might not know. But two, they should have made it clear. Like they should have made the fees clear and it's a good learn not only for her but for people listening into this to maybe just read your contract and to question things a little bit more. Like if you're part of a union, are there fees? Like, let me understand what the fees are like. So, you know, no, you know, you can never know enough. (laughs) When you were in a job where there was a union, did they explain to you very clearly the whole idea of this is like your pay without union and this is your pay with a union? They made it clear that there's a membership fee. Mm -hmm. It was retail as well. So for me, my pay slips will be like, this is my pay, this is the union fee. So I could see on my pay slip like all the breakdowns. But it felt like there was at least a bit of a conversation. I can understand why this person feels the way that they do. Like Mm -hmm. you do get a sense of feeling like, wait, was like did injustice happen to me? Like was (laughs) I in a place where this is what I told I would be paid and I've never come across like a conversation within my job. Maybe it was their first job or maybe like, they maybe the pay was the same union and ununionized in the past for them or, or very similar and, and not such a difference. I can understand why you feel upset. I can understand that it would have been nice to have had a conversation. I'm pretty sure if the HR person, when they first brought it up, just said, hey, look, we're so sorry that this was miscommunicated. This is what you get paid with the union. This is what you get paid without. I feel like that would have honestly resolved 50% of the issue. It's more just feeling told like, oh, you didn't know this and that comes across very like it's mean yeah that's why it comes across dodgy that's why it comes across sketchy because it's almost like it makes you feel like haha we tricked you but that's not the case in this instance if you look at it from just a legal standpoint you got two contracts your contract that you signed with your union would have absolutely had the information on your pay on there and it's just a matter of always read what you sign and unfortunately you can't actually do too much about this because you have two options if you want that pay you have to then ununionize and ask your boss if you can sign the other contract and get that financial incentive but then you've got to weigh up the fact that while the nurses union is starting to look at trying to get a pay rise and you might actually benefit from staying with them because if you're on your individual contract you don't get the pay rise if the union you know advocates for you and all the 
benefits of being in a union for you might outweigh the $160 a month or it might not. So it comes down to deciding what you want to do because I think there is leg to stand on and say, I want to change contracts, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't get the union and get the pay rise of being an individual. And I just wish that they had communicated that better. But I think it's a great lesson for all of us. Mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. If you can take anything away from this episode, if you're the person listening, we are so sorry. Like that is so Mm. frustrating. $160 a month is actually a lot of money. That can be the difference between literally keeping your header on or not for some people. Like that does not go over anyone's head. But what we can do about the situation is not maybe what you want to do. And if anyone else can take away from this, read your contracts. There is nothing wrong with asking questions and do not let someone, when you have a question, like when she went back, make you feel like you were too silly. Like make sure that you walk away from those situations going, no, okay, I understood what happened and I know what my options are. And sometimes that looks like getting external help. Sometimes that looks like getting a lawyer or someone that can advocate for you. In a lot of countries, they have like bureaus that help you and give you free legal advice just to help you understand if you've got anything you can do. But you've also mentioned that you're time poor. And so you've just got to weigh up what you can do because right now it doesn't feel like a lot. And that's so hard to say, but if I was in your shoes, I'd probably just stick to the union and hope that the pay rise does turn up. And if not, I think you have a leg to stand on to say, Hey, I actually had a miscommunication X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z way. And I'd like to move from a union agreement to a individual agreement. So I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Sonia has given me a thumbs up, which means I guess like from a podcast perspective, we agree. We're done. We're done. We agree and we're done. <laughs> now, if you have a money confession that you want to share or you've got a hot take, you just want to hear our thoughts on something, send them through, email them to us at hello at girlsthatinvest.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Give us as much information as possible and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. 